Welcome, citizen, to the Watchtower. My name is Gary. And my name is Ben, and we'll be your guides as you peruse the archives of the world's greatest superhero group, the Justice League. And we hope that you'll join us on today's adventure. Welcome to episode 33, Made of Honor, part one. Batman and Wonder Woman do a James Bond flirtation scene until the Princess of Cosnia is threatened by armed dissidents. The Princess Audrey takes Wonder Woman as her personal bodyguard for the night, which consists of an entire TMZ montage and no shortage of intensely bisexual energy. Mm. Having befriended her, a Wonder Wonder Woman a Wonder Woman goes <laughs> Wonder Woman a Wonder Woman a walking. Uh, goes to meet her fiancé, who turns out to be none other than Vandal Savage, claiming to be a dissident, a descendant of the Nazi leader. You're going to have to edit the shit out of this. <laughs> Wonder Woman and Batman do some research, and Wonder Woman attempts to give chase, but is downed by what appears to be Banshee from the X-Men. Mm. Savage deposes the king, and sets up his imminent rule following a wedding to Princess Audrey. Very story-heavy in this first half. Yes, there is a lot of plot. That might have been your um, longest description ever. It was. I tried to cut it down a little bit, and I'm <laughs> like, there's kind of actually some necessary context that we're going to... And I didn't want to brush aside the TMZ montage. Oh, no, you should Because that's important. <laughs> Maybe the most but important. Yet, it only features Wonder Woman and Batman, and yet it is one of the more plot-heavy uh, one of the more plot heavy uh, episodes. It, it, it really is. And we're already familiar with the villains, so that's also surprised like we're familiar with most of the pieces of this uh-huh. already right out the gate the only unknown is uh cosnia and princess audrey but that that's that's an addition that brings out a lot in wonder woman indeed uh well don't 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 you dare count mm-hmm. general vox out <laughs> i you know i had a choice between general vox and uh our part 2 character highlight and i chose the other one <laughs> so <laughs> I've got no love for for this uh this this weirdo. Yeah, some bullshit. Uh and his name you know. is General Vox. I mean Yep. Anyways. Is that supposed to be like voice box? It's it's uh Vox is I meant to look this up. I it's <laughs> Gary <laughs> I mean it's it's just a term that I've always heard referred to as vocals, especially in like the recording yeah. studio or something. Like adding Vox to a track as recording vocals. So oh. I did not know that lingo, Mr. Mr. Music Man. Well, let me dust my shoulders off on mic here. And, uh... <laughs> um, yeah, but we have a like classic kind of spy energy, uh, heavy intrigue, heavy political intrigue that I think that both Wonder Woman and Batman traffic really well in. And, of course, they are romantically entangled in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get some some of that energy as well. So it's a very different... It's the... It's the Winter Soldier of Captain America movies. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're having our spy episode. Mm-hmm. I love this stuff. I mean, yeah? we, we got to see a little bit of Batman as the super spy uh, in Injustice for All, but now it we, wasn't on center stage. Yeah, no, it wasn't. But here it is, and we actually yeah. get Bruce. We get Bruce Wayne. This is the first appearance mm-hmm. in uh, in Justice League. I didn't yeah, think it was Bruce ever going to happen, but. Oh, come on now. <laughs> and and I it, it's a really good kind of opening scene where we see Bruce Wayne and Wonder Woman all slinked out in this getup. She's oh. not wearing her Wonder Woman clothes. She's just a woman out at a party for, 
I don't know, a reason? I'm not sure why she's here initially. She had a feeling. Yep, uh, her her Themyscaran senses are tingling mm-hmm. uh, when princesses be in trouble. Right. Uh, for for whatever reason, they don't uh, they don't flag for princesses princes being in trouble. Very strange. Huh. But um, yeah, she's at this party, and she and Bruce Wayne are just like, you know, that you get the feeling of like everybody's heads are turning to watch this dance happening. It's very like camera over the shoulder as they're doing a two step thing or uh they're doing a slow dance thing to some uh james bond movie mm-hmm. kind of energy in it yeah you know and they're doing the cat and mouse dialogue not the cat and mouse whatever the type of dialogue i'm thinking of i guess noir romance i get yeah yeah it's it's a great sequence and um i i don't want to undersell diana's streetwear like she is stunning like every time that we see her in something outside of the wonder woman get up she shopped at the right store in the mall, clearly. I mean, she just looks great. Dude, every I've got a couple things to say about that. The first of which, every time we see Wonder Woman right next to the Princess of Kaznia, it makes you realize, oh, this is, a, this is an Amazon. This is mm. somebody who is statuesque, yes. is the word that came to mind. Yeah. Like, she is a full foot and then some uh, height above this uh, already kind of bombshell knockout mm-hmm. uh, looker of, of Princess Audrey. Um, but Wonder Woman just uh, dwarfs or dwarfs her. Yeah. Is that the ver- verbiage that is used? I no. believe so. Dwar- to dwarf her would be to be shorter than her. She giantesses uh, Audrey <laughs> by a significant degree. What? <laughs> what, Gary? <laughs> giantesses. I like that. Don't but... yuck my yum. <laughs> your, your yum is safe with me. My, my yum better be safe. Um <laughs> Yeah, this is so. So that's the first thing to point out. The second is that we've seen Wonder Woman scoff at women wearing these slinky dresses before, mm-hmm. and now she's doing it. Yes, that's character growth, or it's a means to an end. Like she she knows what needs to be done, so she does it, even if it's not really uh, her. Even that would be character development because that's more of an Aresia thing, right? right. Wonder Woman's all about this is a dumb thing to, this is a dumb ruse to play. I'm a person of direct lines and straight, uh, straight lines and direct action. True. Like this. So the idea of her dressing up to get into a party either for pleasure or for business is real growth. Yeah. And it's like, it shows that she's becoming more, more familiar, more comfortable in her own skin. Like, this was the trajectory that we saw when she went to that Hugh Hefner place. Right. And then eventually, now wound up here, she's she's crafting an identity in man's world. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, it, I mean, that's, what, what, a, what a good arc that is. Yeah, yeah. She's learning the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she, she, she has a lot to learn in this episode to, to further <laughs> that game. She does. And it all starts with uh, these Cosnian dissidents breaking in, right? And in a great sequence. I mean, I, I thought that the the framing and the 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 filmmaking, for lack of a better word, of of this whole opening fight is really fun. I like the um, I like a you know fancy dress ballroom kind of breaking out in chaos. There's something very elemental about it. Yeah, uh, you know, it it means more than chaos breaking out on a normal street right like the propriety that shattered is almost physical mm-hmm. i like how uh, they both say excuse me and like run in different directions <laughs> and then batman is like oh wait wonder woman's got this i can just sit back and eat hors d'oeuvres and drink my wine yep <laughs> i don't need to lift a finger yep i, I love that that was a great little detail 
Mm-hmm. And the look on his face, like, eh, it's cool. Yeah, it's, uh, I wouldn't want to cramp your style. No. Milady. Um, yeah, but we, we get the, uh, what is it we get? We we have um, the introduction of this character, Audrey, Princess mm-hmm. Audrey, who is, who's the princess of Cosnia. Now, Cosnia, I looked into it. I, I don't know how much this gets recycled in, like, the DC universe. I, we... I have seen references to both Cosnia and Princess Audrey in later Justice League stuff. There was also mention of her in Batman Beyond, I believe. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. And and once in D- Justice League Unlimited, but she isn't used much. Uh, I did want to go into her character, though, just because I think it's an interesting jumping off point for this episode, because she's the character highlight. Okay. She's uh, voice acted by Dory Barton, who was Claire the Medium uh, from Angel, of the Buffyverse. Hmm. The reason I know that is that the DC fandom webpage has a list of Buffyverse actors in the DCAU. Okay. Apparently, there's a lot of cross-contamination between those two properties. Huh. Uh, but yeah, she's just in this arc for the show. Um, and then once on Batman Beyond and once in Unlimited. But she's not an extensive character. But she does bring up the notion of fake countries in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Bialia... Karak, Vladova. Um, this is just like they want a foreign place to play with. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to ruffle any feathers. But like, it's always pretty clear what kind of place it's from. So they guess it's somewhere in the Balkans. Yeah. Karak is, you know, somewhere Middle Eastern. It's like basically Iranistan or some something like that. Um, they probably would have had an Albonia if they could. Uh, there, there's a reference for you, Gary. <laughs> um, Vladova is some something akin to Transylvania. Uh, Bialia is like in Egypt. It's it's like pretty one to one. All of these comparisons, uh, they just change the name and the proper nouns and everything to avoid problems. Uh, I was wondering what your thoughts on that were, or if you have any memories of DC doing this. Um, no, I, you know, I, I, I think it's probably the the right move because. It's so easy for people to get their feelings hurt or to get upset about a depiction if 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 these characters weren't handled just the right way, you know, like obviously. Oh yeah, I can... wouldn't want them to use real places and yeah. people like that. That would clearly be wrong. They even they even change the names of like the United Nations to like the United Contract or whatever the hell they use. Right. Like they they use differing names for different bodies that are basically just one to one comparisons. Yeah. But like is there any reason they couldn't kind of make up I guess you can't really make up a culture. So you you, you kind of have to just envision a plus one country from this general area and then posit that it exists and you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want to start a international incident over a children's cartoon, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to pull a South Park. <laughs> <laughs> Just have Saddam Hussein show up in your in your show. That was pretty bold. Uh, and it worked yeah, out okay, so I don't know. That's a, that is a word for it, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of my notes was there are a lot of vague accents in this episode. Like, I don't know what this accent is. No, and it varies from person to person. Which is, I guess, kind of a good way to cover your ass whenever you're using a fake country. Is it, like, Turkish or, like, Kazakhstani or, like, Romanian? 
Somewhere in there, right? Yeah, probably. I don't know anything about culture, Gary. I don't know anything about world cultures. I'm going to offend everyone with this episode. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's Kazakhstan. I didn't hear any of them say my wife, so. <laughs> but So how do you feel about Audrey in what she brings out of Wonder Woman? Like, what, oh. how do you feel about the relationship there? What does that kind of... Because, like, I was approaching this as, like, Wonder Woman is becoming familiar with Man's World, but her only other kind of woman that she's familiar with mm-hmm. in, like, uh, in a meaningful way is Hawkgirl. Right. And Hawkgirl is very much a tomboy, and this is very much, like, she, Princess Audrey, like, might have a rebellious streak, but she exudes femininity, mm-hmm. which is something that I think that uh, Wonder Woman is very dismissive of. Mm. So for this friendship to form, it, you know, in addition to feeling very like butch and femme, uh, I thought kind of brought out this side of her that she hasn't really expressed yet. Well, there has to be some famili- familiarity, right? Or some comfort in having a female friend outside of Hawkgirl, considering back home all she knew was females of, I'm assuming, varying degrees, but... I, I but would... it wasn't feminine. Like, she's yeah. a person of straight lines and action, right? Yeah. Like, not really these feminine ideals in the... I don't know, you know if that's them obscuring women overall or if that's just her because she's a princess. I don't know, you know, like... Yeah, you think it might just be a Diana thing? It could just be a Diana thing. But Maybe. I also have no basis on forming that thought. It's just, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's just a theory. I mean, you know, uh, we're, we're both vague humanoids, you know, like uh, we're, we're, we're similar but different. Like we have different things that make us tick. We have things that we like, we dislike. And I imagine that it's the same uh in Themyscira yeah I I kind of viewed Wonder Woman's kind of straight lines no nuance sort of approach to things as a product of her culture and not of just her independently but Mm. um it could be yeah I I think of her as like a Richie Rich you know like uh or or something like that the silver spoon sort of approach there yeah royalty doesn't understand how real people in her community actually live but also which, which means that we need yet another episode to introduce her to low class because this is just another royalty <laughs> that's true but i as far as their relationship goes i think that it's 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 really cute actually and just it's it's fun seeing it's wonder sweet. woman a little bit confused but clearly having fun with uh this newfound friend of hers yeah i i like to think that this is her window into the world of uh, the pleasures of femininity, you know, the don't knock it till you tried it sister yeah. of, uh, of man's world. Yeah. You know, and she, she kind of leans into that in this episode and I'm, I'm pretty happy for her. It's, I mean, um, to me, it seems it. like it's something she's wanted because she embraces it pretty quick and she embraces it pretty hard. I think it's something that she didn't know that she wanted. Mm, that's fair. Like it, she, like Audrey was just the first person brave enough to come up to like wonder woman is one of the most, if not the most intimidating member of the justice league. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's clearly more intimidating than all the men, except for potentially Batman, mm-hmm. uh, including the Martian, right, uh, and the Black Man. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, but um, yeah, I like, I, I like what they bring out in her, and and like the Audrey intro is so like TMZ paparazzi filled. Yeah, um, you know, of her just like posing with the guy who wants to get her picture taken, and like I don't know what she's doing in the back there. But the guy certainly squeals as though he has been grabbed and or penetrated in some way, <laughs> but, but beneath our notice. Yeah. Yeah. 
and she and he's like, "Can we? Can I get an autograph? You already got it, darling." Mm-hmm. Is what is what exactly happened there? That was her autograph. What's her signature move? I have to assume she just keeps a brand in her fist and she just stamped him on the ass <laughs> real quick. <laughs> I don't know. It was a weird scene. Property of Cosnia. But yeah, it's fun. Once, once Diana and Audrey get out, they, you know, girls night out, they go on the town. They uh, night out. Yeah. They, they, they slip the, the, the guard detail that was tasked with protecting her. It's cool. I like this maneuver where they get into a cab, throw money at him, and then get into a di- more different cab mm-hmm. so that when the other people try to get in, they get in the wrong cab. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't let this slip past. This isn't my favorite mm-hmm. moment, but it was pretty close. Whenever uh, the bodyguards realize that they uh, skipped the cab, oh, one yeah. of them says something in Kosnian, and the translation is poop, exclamation point. That <laughs> felt weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, it 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 is pretty weird. Um, they're, you know, they're going for, there is, there is some, I, I, I get why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get why they're doing people speaking in foreign languages. Um, it makes sense to me that they would do so if they were just guards for the princess. This is not their home turf. They're they're going to speak in their own language. I get it. Yeah. I think the much better application is actually in this B-plot when Batman is uh, trying to get information on these burglars. Yes. And uh, he says, tell me who you're working for to the guy that he captures. And the guy says in, you know, um, in whatever that language is, you're not going to understand this anyway, and I won't tell you anything. Mm-hmm. I do, and you will. <laughs> and then, like, it fades to black, and there's this really cool close-up where he leans in, and the screen darkens, and his face closes into the Batman, the animated series, silhouette. Yes, I loved it's it. It's a very cool effect. It was. Yeah, I, I and, and, like, uh, gosh, the, this, the, the sexual id of this princess is just off the charts. <laughs> it is like any amount of subtext that we used to have, that's all text now. Yeah. I intend to go out with a bang. Several, if it can be arranged. Oh, honey, it can be arranged. Because <laughs> then they cause then they go to the club and she's like, look, Diana, I found party favors. Mm-hmm. And I hope I'm doing this accent okay. I mean, I'm. you're not offending me. Okay. Um... <laughs> I found party favors, and there's, like, these four buff, like, Herculean dudes mm-hmm. that if Wonder Woman had a standard of beauty, it would probably be something akin to a Hercules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, nice. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> Which into is it. The first, the first element of, like, I think her even exhibiting some form of sexual attraction mm-hmm. that's ever been, or at least aesthetic attraction. Or, I mean, like, or she's feigning it. aesthetically to... pleasing. Right. Or she's fake. I didn't get I didn't, I didn't either. It, it seems pretty authentic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's just something about like this low stakes friendship of, you know, girls chatting into the phone late at night right. kind of energy that I just love. It's like life is strange. Yeah. It's got a real it's got a real Roman holiday feel to it. And not just cause the girl's name is Audrey. But like <laughs> uh y- you know, I mean it's it's essentially 24 hours spent together and then you know maybe we go our separate ways maybe we don't and uh it's just i I love that sort of slice of life you know i I would i I honestly wish there's a whole b plot that happens in the second arc that i wish they had to just cut out and given us more of this night with the two girls together 
I could have I could have handled easily five minutes of clubbing montage, yeah. complete with you know a couple more discussions about what's going on in Wonder Woman's head. Mm-hmm. Like, what's it like to live in man's world, especially something with so many people after living on a desert island yeah. and you know seeing men constantly talking down to women and seeing one who's flaunting her femininity as though raising a beacon of weakness Mm -hmm. and i I could imagine they would get a lot of good conversation out of that but unfortunately that's left to us right the the data miners of justice league (laughs) uh and i'm willing to do it yeah yeah i do think that the nightclub sequence is too bright yeah. I think that needs to be a lot darker, a lot dimmer, moodier. I wanted to get the feeling like somebody is going to try to accost Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and not realize what they had done until their femur is broken. <laughs> but it's like, it's just like a, there. it doesn't have like the strobe light rave energy. It just feels like a disco almost. Yeah, I was, I was thinking it's, it, it's supposed to be a rave, but it's, it's just too fluffy. Yeah, it's not, there, there's not enough seediness mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Uh, they eventually do uh, get to, what is it, the Eiffel Tower? Or is it just somewhere tall? It is the Eiffel Tower, I'm pretty sure. Did you see this as a very romantic set piece for the two of them? Is this just me seeing everything as being kind of gay? <laughs> in, in like, not, I don't mean it in an offensive no, way. No, I know I you mean, don't. Just like, I feel as though all of the, all of the set dressing here, the fact that they're all talking about you know, soon I'm going to have to get serious with this man. Uh, and, you know, her jumping off the edge of the cliff as, like, what happens is Princess Audrey jumps from the tower, either confident that Wonder Woman is going to save her or not caring what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, the last the last kind of breath of freedom that she's ever going to take because the old ball and chain is going to be coming in. Right. It felt very much like they were expressing, yeah, there's something here, but we can't really act on it because we got to like, you know, get serious about our lives. Or so I don't know. I got a lot of energy of like closeted people communicating their affections. The only way they know how kind of energy to it. I, I mean, I tend to find gay energy everywhere even whenever it's not present Mm -hmm. and for some reason i didn't pick up on it this episode but as i'm sitting here thinking about it it's like no yeah it's pretty much there i mean it's as romantic as the dance with bruce was yeah that's true if not more intimate that's true at least definitely more intimate you know that that's my personal opinion Mm -hmm. on this yeah no, i i agree with you i just for, for whatever reason didn't think about it I don't believe anyone who says this scene lacks sexual tension. Nope. No. This whole episode okay. is packed with it in, in a lot of different directions. Yeah. At least the first yeah. half. And she like just gets so despondent when she reaches the bottom because she realizes she'll never kind of have that feeling of not being on guardrails ever again. Mm. It's just very, very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Audrey essentially throws herself off the top of the Eiffel Tower just to be caught by Wonder Woman, which is also sort of pushing in that direction you're hinting at. Of uh, I, I mean, like, I don't know how else to interpret this. No, like, no, I, I can't interpret this scene in any other way. <laughs> I get it. I don't know what this scene is without that, Gary. No, it's. <laughs> I mean, it, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to try and to look on, at it in like, the other way. That, like, Themyscira is a fucking girls' boarding school. Are you going to tell me that none of them ever? I don't know, man. Like, that's I... that's stretching credibility, my friend. 
No, I assume. I assume. I do too. Um, we have a B plot going on somewhere in the background. I didn't care about it. No, no, not really. Uh, there, there is some stuff that's going on that is related to Cosnia in some way. Related to Cosnia, related to space. Mm-hmm. There's these dudes that are breaking into this facility to steal computer parts for a targeting system that is going to be used for some space project that Cosnia is doing. Um, uh, so, like, either Cosnia's ruler, the king, is in bed with terrorists or weapons dealers or something. Mm-hmm. There's, it's just generally shady. I didn't feel like there was that much connective tissue there Mm-mm. uh it was just just enough to get batman on the case yep you know yep. so batman's been doing some recon and mm-hmm. he and wonder woman are kind of comparing notes you know um i think batman comes off a little mansplaining here like you got to be careful about that audrey girl mm-hmm. um you know her 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 dad's in bed with dark money of some sort right um but yeah that's the basic idea is that that there's there's some coincidences going on with this dark money related to Cosnia, related to um, the dissidents that tried to abduct Audrey. And um, I don't remember exactly what happens, but at some point, Wonder Woman and Audrey decide to, you know, they've cleaned up, they, they, they fix their hair, it's time to go meet Audrey's new beau, mm-hmm. and it's Vandal Savage. The third. So the last time we saw Vandal Savage. <laughs> uh, Nazi armband. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he looks exactly the same except for that. Yep. He has not aged a day. Mm-mm. They left him back in World War II. Uh, I think he went down with a plane of some sort over the Atlantic Sea. That's correct. Uh, but at the very least, he should be older. Um, and the, he explained this. He explains this away by saying that it was his grandfather, and he's trying to make up for the sins of the past. Which I know what Vandal Savage be, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I've told you what Vandal Savage be—that he is an immortal. Mm-hmm. Give him the prize. Um, so I don't. I guess, like, if you were coming to this fresh, I don't know if you could imagine it, but like, do you think that it might hit a little bit better here? Like this tension of is he actually his? grandson like is this actually uh a different person than the one we met before or is it pretty clear through like the underpinnings of the show that this has got to be the same bad guy or at least a legally distinct but similar enough bad guy to vandal savage yeah i mean like i i guess i mean this guy was giving off major bad guy energy even when he wasn't saying anything and they weren't subtle about it so they don't even give him a first fucking name no they don't (laughs) Like I, 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 they, they, you know, they don't call him anything except for like honey or yeah. like new prince or something. Like they don't call him anything except for Vandal Savage. <laughs> like he's not trying this very hard. <laughs> His first name is Steve. Yes. Steve Savage. Vandal was my grandfather's uh, name. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Why would you not change your name if you're trying to break away from your family history? Yeah. Yes. He was the character highlight. So I learned of his immortality in a previous episode, but I feel like I still would have had enough, uh, know how to assume, even if he was the third that he's, Mm -hmm. he's not good. I mean, yeah, he, this guy is clearly scheming in some way. And we are, we're in a setting where 
political figures are take are made to take advantage of right right like if they're it's the conservation of detail at its finest Mm -hmm. if we're talking about the monarchy of something that's going to come into play it's going to be a coup there's going to be an illicit marriage somebody says i object at the climax of the wedding Mm -hmm. you know it's like the whole thing is mapped out from start to finish just by the confines of the media that we're in right so clearly this is the bad guy or at least adjacent enough to the bad guy that like we should be getting some dark schemings from him. Right. Um, I don't know. Like if, if I could also imagine them doing something different with him, like, you know, we, we had one before where they pulled the wool over our eyes with Aresia and, mm-hmm. uh, Sikori kind of, or star Sapphire doing like the double bait and switch thing. Yep. So yep. I could see them trying to do that here as well. Like give him all the codifiers of this, be an evil man mm-hmm. and then, uh, sweep the rug out from under us. But no, this is just Vandal Savage again. Yeah. Um, you know, he tried Nazis last time, didn't work, so now he's trying political marriage. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was a little disappointing, but, it, I mean, it's good to see him again because he is such a cool villain conceptually. I like the, um, the, there's some, like, good, you know, banter, like, dangerous Bond talking to Dr. No at a fancy yeah. party kind of banter yeah. where, like, Wonder Woman says, I heard your grandfather was a munitions maker ahead of his time in many ways. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. I'm not sure I believe you. I'm not sure I care. Right. It's just, it's so very, um, they're just like, they're like uh, just just fencers, mm-hmm. you know, or like cats hissing at each other. Yeah. They're like just just trying to, uh, trying to get onto the other person's skin while at, without, you know, um, Without ruffling the feathers of the assorted diplomats and ambassadors in the room, it's yeah. just it's ugh, it's very good, mm-hmm. and it's something that you don't have with like Superman and John Jones on the premises. This has to be a Batman Wonder Woman thing yeah. for them to get that through. Yeah, definitely. So somewhere around this time, we do see uh, Audrey's father get poisoned, and. Yeah, and you can kind of fill in all the, it looks like Vandal's plan in some capacity is yeah. to marry into the Cosnian royalty. Yeah, again, it's not subtle. I mean... No. And and almost Neither the is the Cosnian dissonance taking over the space station. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, you say you didn't like that. I, I thought it was kind of cool, the, the, the approach of the, you know, them opening the the uh, bay doors or whatever, and then, you know, the, the people that were brought in you know they've got guns and then they hijack the space station i was kind of curious where that was going as much as i was curious about anything else unfortunately we find out where it was going in the part two but um yeah it's uh i mean they do have to tell you show you that mm-hmm. i guess just to just to show you that there are stakes involved and that like his schemes are far and wide right because if they just introduced it in the second part without building it up at all it would feel like a kind of hail mary uh Deus Ex Machina, oh, I already had a plan from space. Yeah. You know, like, it, it would just feel like it came out of nowhere. It wouldn't have felt deserved. So they do have to foreshadow that there's going to be this space element to it. Yeah. And they do that with the dark money is being used for space R&D research. So it all, like, it all fits together okay. It does, yeah. And, and I mean, they've got to they've gotta keep up with the James Bond bullshit. Keep it keep it going, because the... It's it's flowing. It's flowing fast and, it fast and heavy. Definitely. But, uh... The uh, they, there's another like little good pe- putting the pieces together segment between Batman and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. They work out that Cosney is in, 
involved in too many things to be a coincidence, and then they learn about the stroke. And they're like, okay, yep. we got to get Audrey out of there now. Yep. And Wonder Woman flies off in pursuit. Um, and why don't you have a word with her? And this guy, uh, General Vox, yeah. or Colonel Vox, this um, underling of Vandal Savage, comes out and, dude, this is just Banshee from X-Men. Yeah, so like to to describe this guy, he he's got this voice box that he speaks through. Apparently, it's like Cyclops glasses. Like he, he has to use this because he can't open his mouth. And uh Yeah, something about that. He can't control the volume of his voice. <laughs> right. Cuz what happens is he like screams at the ground to propel himself afloat or actually he's got jets. I don't know if he actually needs to be doing that. I yeah. think he's just tearing up the ground for fun. But he's a pair. I don't. It's it's a little like crazy that Vandal Savage is like, oh, Wonder Woman's taking off ass for us. You with the voice gun, you get her. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, I feel like if you invest in space R and D budget, you probably have rockets or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, voice voice gun, voice laser. However you wanna however you wanna describe it. But I mean, I will say that my mouth fell open when that happened, and I, I had a real <laughs> "what is happening" kind of uh, moment. But turns out nothing good. I, uh, <laughs> I uh, when when it happened, I was like, oh, because I was remembering all the lines of dialogue earlier. Like, you wouldn't want me to raise my voice coming out through the stoma, and I'm like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. yeah. These are all like little Bond dialogue things. Not the way to get ahead in life, haha, kind of, kind of thing. So I, right. it, it's in the right place, I suppose. It's just, whew, it, it just he feels very strange in this world. He does, yeah, yeah. Like this is a legitimate superpower, and there's no character behind the guy with the superpower, and that's always going to be weird. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Zero out of five stars would not recommend this character. <laughs> I also don't love the rings of sonic energy that come out. Right. They're like way too white and solid for my liking. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like a nice, like, dim, like, put the opa- opacity meter at 50%, you know, do a little visual distortion, which they do in the second episode, at least. They do the visual distortion effect where, like, yeah. you can kind of see the sound wave things fucking with space mm-hmm. when they're moving through things. Much cooler but, uh, the second time around. They're too around. solid here. Yeah. Yeah, but but that's basically where the episode ends. They're, gonna, they're off to be married. Mm-hmm. Uh, Audrey is going to assume control of the family. Um, we get vandal's little sinister smile that he does while other people are still in the room like he's such a shakespeare villain i love it right i can't count the number of times in this arc that we zoom in on vandal savage's face as he does something really shitty and he just smiles (laughs) right yeah and i believe the the actual to be continued moment is on her father as he's like gasping for life or something i, I don't know I, I thought it was okay whatever it was he's not gasping for life he's like i think that it's i think it's actually kind of a cool chilling little moment he's had a stroke is yes. the idea and he clearly knows that vandal savage is behind it cuz that's what the woman who served him the wine said right right so I'd like to think that he's watching it all happen mm-hmm. and can't say anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that I like to think, just because I think it makes it cooler, is that Vandal Savage left him alive for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Just for the sadism. Just so that he would be watching and couldn't do anything about it. Is this another lobotomy? Like, basically. This is it. <laughs> they don't wrap this up <laughs> later, so uh, maybe? <laughs> The show is it's dark. A, it's at least an intentional stroke habit. Yeah. Thing. 
moment of this person. Yeah. But I, I like what it brings out in Vandal Savage. Is like, yeah, this is the kind of guy who would not kill you, but definitely maim you mm-hmm. in order to get his jollies yep. because it's fine. Because it's he. I think he's doing it for fun. Like, he, there's no reason he didn't just kill the guy yeah. other than for fun. Right. Right. So it's fucking wild. It really is. So uh, I guess let's get to favorite moments here. What What is yours? It can't not be Wonder Woman and Audrey having a girls' night out. Okay, that's that's very fair. I mean, it's a it's a broad moment. Mm. Like it happens for a couple <laughs> minutes. It broad. could have happened for a couple more, of course. But um, you know, I, I can't really pare it down into any one sequence. Like it's all good. Yeah, yeah. So my favorite moment is actually just like a an animation piece. Um, mm. Whenever uh, there, there's a sequence where Audrey is sitting uh, applying makeup or something. And mm. uh, it's the scene where Vandal Savage comes in the room. So she, picture this. She's sitting there kind of center frame. And then we see the door open behind her and it's blurry. But then Vandal Savage comes in only to then tilt to the right. And it turns out that she was looking in a mirror the whole time. And it's just like, yeah. they didn't need to do that, but they did it anyways. And I love little, little details like that, that really feel like make you feel like you're watching a movie. Kind of like the look out behind you energy of something in the mirror approaching in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why that, that, that spoke to me, but it did. Um, no, I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we got a whole lot more to talk about. A lot more plot. Although we did front load most of the plot, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, I think, I think part two is a little more action heavy, but if you like action, certainly tune in for episode 34. Uh, until then, where can people find you, Ben? They can find me in a Cosnian dissident camp where I'm being uh, trained for the military. Uh, they get them early, so that's that, that's how you indoctrinate them. I mean me. <laughs> uh, and, and from there, in my underground bunker and training camp, in my splinter cell, uh, I'm hosting the Cartoncast with my brother. It is a podcast about old cartoons. You can check us out at fancybat.com slash cartoncast. Nice. And where can people find you, Gary? Sadly, scrolling on Facebook, looking at all the pictures of Wonder Woman and Audrey having fun, just wishing I could be there. Um, you you want to be her Audrey? I, either or. Yeah, really, I want to be her Audrey more <laughs> than I want to be. I mean, I come out ahead of this arrangement no matter which side, <laughs> which side of that wish I fall on. Um, but yeah, so uh, when I'm not sadly monitoring Facebook, I can be found at the Wax Nostalgic Network sadly monitoring that Facebook links for everything Mm -hmm. will be in the show notes. So very nice. That's going to wrap this one up. We'll see you party girls in part two. (laughs) Gucci. Gucci. Thank you for listening to The Watchtower. To find out more about this show or any of our other shows, visit us on the web at www.waxnostalgicnetwork.com.